195 of Noah Time. My name is Ovid Velez, and with me is the real insider, Mr. Joel Young. <laughs> What's good? No load time. It is great to be back, man. Thank you for that fun introduction. <laughs> no, we've got a great show today. Lots to get into. I can't wait. I've been hyped for this episode since uh, our last little special video we did uh, yeah. the other day. Yeah, yeah, definitely good to be here after uh, another grueling uh, uh, few days. Uh, but but we're here, we're live. And uh, yeah, again, um, before we jump into the whole Megacon and what happened this week, um, thank you guys again for the uh, support that you guys uh, have given us in uh, you know the uh, last few videos. Have, it really means a lot to us. So, uh, so we really, really, uh, you know, uh, we were really thankful, uh, for you guys support and, um, and yeah, I, I, we're hoping to keep it up. So if you like our content, just keep there, uh, Joe, before we jump in, uh, I just want to acknowledge one thing. Uh, sadly, uh, today we lost a legend of Japanese, uh, cinema and martial arts, uh, Mr. Uh, Sony Shiba passed away from uh, complications due to the uh, pandemic. Um, absolute legend, martial arts master. Uh, it's been on, I don't know, a couple hundred movies. It's the guy is is was was truly truly a legend. Uh, you may know him as uh, Hattori Hanzo from Kill Bill, um, but he he started in you know like I, like I said you know. Maybe a couple hundred Japanese movies, uh, martial arts movies. Uh, most notable, the the Street Fighter back in the seventies, uh, which was probably one of one of his more popular movies. But uh, he has he was active for you know uh, almost fifty years, and uh, yeah, tragic. And uh, we just want to acknowledge that real quick uh, before we jump in because it was a legend. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, uh, Joe. <clears throat> Let, let's uh let's <laughs> let's dispense with the pleasantries and and uh and, and jump right in it man because um of course we know that you were at megacon uh over the last uh you know few days literally of a week last ago week. yeah over a week ago it was, it was literally thursday through sunday correct yeah 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 um and there's there's a lot to talk about uh, a lot of things that you saw notes that you have from the you know ray fisher question and the q a and uh, other stuff that that you saw at the event so man the floor is yours before we jump into bad batch and what if and all the other trailers that we got this week yeah just uh tell us what's up dude yeah i'll try and get through this because there's a lot lot of stuff to, to talk about here so please stop me you want you want to jump in here for any yeah, moment yeah. but North yeah North. megacon was literally a week ago it was thursday through sunday i was able to get in uh early um literally two hours early before the convention opened on Thursday. Uh, Thursday is considered preview day, right? So uh, similar, like the same we do at Mega. Uh, sorry, at San Diego Comic Con, where they let you basically walk the show floor. There's some advanced previews of different shows and um, minimal panels for that point. Uh, so it really was a great opportunity to get to check out the show floor before the masses came in uh, through the weekend. Because let me tell you, after getting through on Thursday, all the rest of the days. It was uh it was it was tight to get through those some of those spaces, but you know I really am I'm happy with the job that Megacon did for safety and 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 really tried to make everything as safe as possible. With that being said, on the first day, 
after walking the show floor, I was able to do one pretty big panel, which was Charles Martinet, the voice oh, of Mario. Nice. Yes. Um, that was a great panel. Um, before I get into that for a second, I do want to say all of the stuff that I'm talking about here, I will be posting um, in depth a lot of video clips, uh, photos, all the stuff. It's a bunch of stuff that I captured. I have not been able to edit most of the stuff. Like Obed and I have talked about, we're really busy guys. But this weekend, um, I, I have the intention of doing a lot, uh, uploading of a lot of this really cool content. So make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, with that being said, yeah, so Charles Marnett was the first one I got to check out. What an awesome dude. Um, what a great, great guy. Just super happy with life. Loves yeah. doing the voice of Mario. The moment he comes out, he's instantly in his Mario voice. Yippee! And, you know, just saying his lines and telling us about, you know, how he changed the voice for, for Wario and how he changed the voice for Waligi and how he came up with, with the voice of Luigi and, like, all of his how – he, how he auditioned for the – I mean, he went through everything. Um, it was just such a great time. We got some really cool video clips of him speaking as Mario, of course. There, so that was a pretty cool. So awesome I'm telling you, man, experience. if if, if uh, it would be a crime if he's not Mario and Luigi in the movie, like. Well, okay, so so people ask him about the movie. <laughs> oh, okay, right? yeah, good, good, good. good. <laughs> See, yeah, I didn't yeah. ask. This is not an exclusive to me, but I was since I was in the room, I will say that uh, yes, if people ask him, you know, what can he say about the movie, and he said he can't say anything about the movies, the okay. theme parks, what's going on. But he can say that um, they have that it's going to be really great and there's going to be a lot of characters. So yeah, you put two and two together, like you said, you got to imagine um, yeah. that, that, that he's doing a lot, a lot of work for that. Uh, yeah, so that was that was awesome. Um, Did they ask him about uh, a season two of uh, of uh, high score? High score, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he meant he mentioned he mentioned his work on high score and how much he enjoyed doing it, and how much he got to learn stuff, and he got to meet familiar faces that. Sorry, re re again acquaint with some like of these people that he had seen uh, years ago, and he hasn't caught up with working with them on there. And um, he did not say if he'd be back, but he did say he's got a lot of projects that he's working on right now. So I, I didn't understand if that was okay. him saying I'm working on that project, or is he talking about the movie more? It was hard to read between the lines. Yeah, um, that, those that those one. things are are very interesting. I don't know yeah. how how Netflix does that, right? Because I know that. Um, movies that made us and toys that made us, um, they take a long time, like in between seasons. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy, because um, I I really enjoy those series, and in high score, it's it's probably one of one of the best pieces of video game content out there. Honestly, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I would love to see it because it ended it ended in the cliffhanger, right? The the console yeah. wars were were there, but you know. That the, it ended right before the PlayStation came out, so that's there's a lot of history, right, from uh, PlayStation to Dreamcast that needs to yeah. be told, like the whole Sega downfall and and the you know the Nintendo like sort of backstabbing with uh, with Sony and and then not producing the system and all that. So that that's I think that's more compelling to a lot of people. Uh, I mean, not that it was, it wasn't because it, it's, it's absolutely compelling. Right. Uh, but that's a story like a, a lot of people focus on the console wars, right. And the Sega versus Nintendo, but there was a lot of crazy stuff happening between, you know, Nintendo and Sony and Sega and the, the battle, like the whole dissonance between Sega of America and Sega of Japan and, and how they didn't get along and all that stuff. 
that needs to be that's those stories need to be told so looking forward to it no i i completely agree and and i um yeah i, I love i love high score so him talking about it just instantly was like yeah this is great this is awesome so no we, we loved it it was a great time um also got to uh so basically that was that was the main one of the night after that. There was just a few other little things that were going on that I just kind of jumped into. Uh, it was a really cool Lego experience that they had out there. If you guys saw any of the Facebook or Instagram stories, I'll post, again, pictures on that that they had. Um, poor guys. They told us that, well, I guess, one day, they, they the first day of them loading in all these Legos, they dropped one of their castles. You'll see the picture of of the castle. And all the pieces got destroyed. So literally oh, from that that very night, the person spent all night rebuilding the entire thing just so we could have it at MegaCon. Like these are the stuff that these guys tell us that's just absolutely amazing. And their commitment to making this convention happen is amazing. Yeah. Um, day two, Friday, um, really, uh, you know, jumped right into um, a really cool panel with uh, – Robert Venditti. Um, he actually is one of the guys that he's worked on a few of the Justice League uh, comics recently. He's working on a new Superman comic um, and also worked on Green Lantern, um, a couple of couple comics for him. Uh, I got to I got to talk to him about, you know, the impact of what it means of, of a character like Superman for a modern day, you know, take and and I actually got a question again. The question's on video. I will be posting that video too. So <laughs> this is this is cool stuff. But I, I asked them the question about specifically, um, you know, the the Superman is such a huge character. He's just a Boy Scout. He's a super strong person. You know, like how do you keep him with a with a great heart as a person, but also um, not dumb him down and make him like less strong than what he really is, where he can just you know push everyone over. And like that's always been a huge huge problem. With Superman, a huge, you know, thing for them to tackle from both movies, comics, games, everything. So uh, he gave a really great answer. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. But he started talking about Green Lantern, which is my favorite DC uh, DC characters. So um, yeah, it was it was a great time just sitting there. I'm like, I'm here talking to you know one one of the big shots at, at DC. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, also got to go to uh, the Katie Cassidy panel where she plays Laurel Lance um for arrow thought i might as well do that since i was going to see her other arrow counterpart Stephen amell the very next day um so yeah uh, the, the laurel lance panel was pretty cool we asked her um uh, my sister came with me um she also she got to ask her a question um about you know hey wh what was it like you know having all these characters on the show was there any characters that you'd like to have seen them add in that weren't there um, and she said Catwoman was a character she would have liked to have seen uh, be, be in the Arrowverse. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, a lot of the, the, the Batman characters cross over pretty yeah. much a lot frequently in the in that, in that show. She gave a lot of really good insight on on uh, on things that happened that she wasn't really happy with with the character that I found to be really interesting because huh. it's funny. You watch you watch her on the show Arrow. And like you suspect as it sometimes you connect the actor and the character to be the same thing, but she wasn't very much like the, the person that you saw on the show. And I'm not saying she was a bad person on the show, but, but she was much more friendly, you know, in person at, at, the, at the, at the panel and um, spoke very well of everyone and was very professional and, and had all the stuff that most fans complained about. She was complained to the writers about also throughout. So she did help make an impact on some of the decisions that were made on the show, which I thought was, was really awesome. 
Um, I'm, I'm speeding up now because now we're jumping to Saturday, a big one, right? So this is what everyone's here for. Uh, first thing, <laughs> oh, first thing, Saturday, uh, all, by the way, all these days that we're talking, I'm talking about, I got there an hour before the doors even open. So we, we were, we were, we were there all day, man. Um, I'm still yeah, got to get money's worth, sleep. man. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Saturday, get there. Super early. Um, first panel of the day was Michael Rooker. Guy is absolutely crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Same interviews. He's he seems like it's a. He's still he's out a, there. Yeah. He's out there, man. He's running around the. I, they. I feel bad for the camera guy trying to follow him because he's decided <laughs> just to run out into the stands. Yeah. He was not supposed to do that. I was definitely not planned. He's running out to the stands and he's rubbing a pregnant woman's belly and like doing stuff that's just absolutely crazy but um we'll talk about what if in, in, in a short bit here but one of the questions that was asked to him uh by another person in, in the standard was about how um how did he feel about working with chadwick boseman you know obviously mm. for for what if and he's like oh i've already seen the episode obviously now we've all seen it he's like i already know all the cool stuff in it and uh, as goofy as he is, he got very serious in that moment. He was like, oh. Chadwick is a good dude. He was a great guy to work with. It was a ton of fun. Like, yes, we were in the studio together doing the voice work together, um, which is pretty cool because sometimes these audio voiceover work, they're yeah, they never do it at the their house room. and they just chip it over or just yeah. basically upload it now. It's yeah. Yeah. They did actually work together on this. So that was, that was, a, that was big. That was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, it was a very, very touching episode and I look forward to discussing that coming yeah, up here shortly. Absolutely. Um, panel number two, Stephen Amell, uh, made sure to get there early for that because that was the one that was right before Ray Fisher. They did not clear the room for these panels. Okay. So if you, if you got a good seat, you got to stay in. If you left the panel, then you had to go to the back of the standby line. Um, so I stayed in for Stephen Amell's from Arrow, and that was the one that was an hour before for for Ray Fisher. Um, Stephen was was also super gracious. Uh, he 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 was saying that he was it was time to, to end end the show. It was time to end end Arrow. He also talked about how yes, people might look at him as you know DC royalty, and that he's like you know oh like you must be like a DC only guy. And he was like, no, I'm actually a big Marvel guy. He's like, I can't tell you how many times I watch Avengers Endgame and all the Marvel films. And he talked about like very, very seriously. He's like, I would never decline a call from Marvel. Like if they call me right now. And he yes. made that extremely clear. Um, he's like, I don't know what character I would play. Of course, people started joking, you know, Hawkeye, like that's right. <laughs> okay. But, oh. uh, you know, he he, he he did say he would gladly join the MCU. I'd, I'd like to see Stephen Mill in the MCU. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and uh, he also he talked about how basically all the characters that they wanted, they got they they pretty much got on the show. It'd be a good at, Nova. At Just thinking another. about it now. Yeah. Like huh? Nova, the actual Nova. Another oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. Nova yeah. would be a good one for him. Yeah. So yeah, you know, so so that that panel was was a lot of fun. That was that was pretty cool. But now let's get to the juice. Ray Fisher. <laughs> um, the videos out there. Joel Joel was the real insider. We broke it first, um, and you know, it's it's blown up, and rightly so. I think that 
that was the answer that or that was the question like uh, what we what we said in in our video that was the question that people wanted someone to ask and 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 you had <clears throat> you had the opportunity to ask it and and you went with it so um but yeah just tell us the entire story yeah first of all i also want to say since like obit started started the show thank you all for your support you guys have been really awesome like i want to shout out a few couple accounts real quick like pov films my sister she she was the one who actually filmed that other angle that we showed uh on 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 the the, the quick video we did the other day of showing me it with ray um you know really awesome support that she jumped in quickly as soon as she saw we started sharing stuff she jumped in was like hey you guys are awesome and and just started uh you know tagging some of the other accounts and just saying hey you know just point this back no load time uh headphones thoughts blog jumping in on social media again just showing support um really can't can't say enough about the awesome stuff they're doing there exam this moment blog super supportive as well really really appreciate them uh, i could go on and on there was a few other people that you know just started chiming in doing 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 great stuff so thank you to everyone who, who supported us and and as we said his you watched another video but we you know the the, the outlets that that covered what we covered first <laughs> gave us our fair share of credit. Um, thankfully all the ones yeah. that we've been reaching out to all the big ones, IGN screen rant, um, <laughs> looper. Um, uh, there's a few, a few other ones. Um, I'm forgetting right now. Convo.com. Yeah. Uh, these guys, these guys have been really, really kind. Um, yeah, I'm, can I, can I, am I, am I just add this one thing? I, there was one of them. I'm not going to say w which one it was. Their their information was so off. Dude. <laughs> I sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> they said that another podcast hosted this panel, and I was a fan of that podcast event. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is can't be even remotely close to the truth. It was, it was absolutely hilarious, some of the stuff that was yeah. being put out online. But yeah. it got corrected. Yep. Um, I digress. Uh, Ray Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray comes out on the stage wearing his, you know, uh, Borg Life shirt, which he, he's he's worn before. Um, that's, that's a really, really cool that, that he came out wearing that. Um, talked about how it's been a while since he's seen the fans. The whole panels is out now. You know, Megacon themselves actually posted it, um, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, when he came out, you know, they ended up telling us if you guys, you know, get your questions now, go ahead and get in line. So I, I rushed to get into the line there. And uh, I was maybe the third person I want to say uh, in the line to, to ask the questions. Um, but I thought for sure, Obed, that the question that I asked, something along those lines was already going to be asked by either one of the people or the host himself. Mm. I mean, they, they did no one was they were dancing away from I feel like we were actually as the panel goes on. If you guys go back and watch it, I suspected that they were actually trying to stay away from talking too much about Justice League, to be honest. Um, they start talking a lot about his his role as, you know, Muhammad Ali and Shakespearean work. And yeah, you're a cool cyborg. Like that was a cool job, but they just kept going. And um, obviously. I took a chance to ask a question. I to be I wish Ray Fisher could come on the show because I had like probably five questions written down that I was like I could go for any one of these if for whatever reason that that one's taken. Um, but you know it's still still a good one. Um, so I go up there. I ask ask my question about what I intentionally phrased the question as what could we the fans do 
to get you back. Although I yeah. really was trying to say what will it take for you to get back. And so most of the outlets put it as so Joel of no Low time asked the question, what would it take to have you come back in the DCU? I phrased it as what would, what would it take for us to help for get the, you back? Defense, kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah. Um, just because it's like, you know, power of community, right? Like you could sense in that room from the videos how, how passionate people were about it as I began to ask this question. I mean, it was it was quite the whole other rest of the time. You can watch the videos. Um, so, you know, he, he he I knew I knew that his answer was going to be around Walter Hermada. I assumed <laughs> that his that his, what he was going to say was that I won't be back until Walter Hamada leaves. I, that's what I thought he was going to say. Yeah. I thought he was going to say until Walter Hamada and Jeff Johns leaves. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, that's unrealistic. Like, let's be real. Like, that's like like saying, I won't join Star Wars until Kathleen Kennedy leaves. It's like, she can leave, but... Who knows when, when right? Until it happens. Like, you're, you know, <clears throat> yeah. like, that's, that's just pure speculation, you know? Um, unless there's certain YouTubers out there, but... That's another. She was, <laughs> oh. She's been gone since last year. Some YouTubers. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah. It's like I, my sources tell me. My sources tell me that Mike Zero said that she's already out. Yeah. So don't get yeah. me started with that. We don't we don't <laughs> spread fake news on here. Um, so let's just throw that out there. Uh -oh. So, <laughs> so I also I also want to clarify throughout the whole panel because there's some trolls out there. I'm not going to name names, but. You know, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, totally entitled. But it's yeah. not just on our video; it's on other videos. Like the same people are doing the same stuff. But they're like, you know, Ray Fisher asking for an apology—that's childish. Like, you know, as a man saying demanding an apology is like a little kid demanding another kid to apologize to him. Like, it's not a real, not being a real man. And I'm like, time out. And then oh, the biggest part to me, the kicker at the end was he quit. He wasn't fired. Time out on all. This. No, no, Ray Fisher. Being at the panel, he never one time, I was there the whole time, not one time did the man say I was fired. Yep. Not one time did he say I was removed. Um, he he just simply said, I will not be supporting this, any Walter Hamada productions, because I have to stand for what's right until yeah. I get my respect by getting the apology that he's demanded. And, and his I will story... Not come back so with an apology. Yeah, and his story has been, you know, confirmed and backed up by Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot that the problems were very serious, you know, and it's it's not him being a, a you know a baby about it, right? It's just that uh, if I go to work, I go to work. I don't go to work to get disrespected, you know. Right. I would right. stay home if that would be the case, right? But right. Um, that's the thing, you know. He he, what happened to him uh, has been documented. And other people went through the same thing. It's just not him, right? It's not. It's not just so, him, right? Yeah. He's the only one that's saying I. I won't be back until things are fixed. He's the first one. Why to would stood you go to back? It, though. That's the why thing. would you go back to a, a bad situation? Like that's like any job. It's not even just acting. Like why would you go back to a job where? Yeah. You know, someone does something wrong and there's no apology for it, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's the story he's saying. That's the story he's sticking with. He's not. He's been very consistent. So this this argument yeah. of like. You know, he just up and quit. He's demanding an apology, but he quit. It's like, yeah, that sounds actually that actually is the case. Like, I don't know what you're trying to insinuate, but anyways, um, you know, one of the other uh, individuals asking a question 
asked him, and this is this, you, you you might remember this story, and I'll get into this in a second here, but you know, one of the individuals asked him uh, about a fun story on set, and they also asked him about specifically if he could say right there on the spot the famous cyborg line "booyah." Now, if you're catching up what I'm putting down, we've been covering mm. this for a long time. There was a piece that was a couple of pieces that have been put out by certain outlets. You can look this stuff up, right? Um, I'm not going to name the outlets because I don't want to make the outlet looks bad, but there's a point to this. I'm getting there. That according to Jeff Johns, like one of the, that, that, that Ray Fisher was problematic on set and didn't want to do the things they were asking him to do with the Whedon version, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was reported I, I, it clicked right away when I was in there. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this. Was yeah. he would not be willing to say the famous line, booyah. He said, I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to say the booyah line. When, as an actor, they, they told him, that's the line we want you to say. And he, I'm not going to say that. The famous iconic line, right? So in the panel, Ray Fisher, when they asked him, he says, I'll answer. He goes, for your second question, which was about the booyah, he says, I won't be saying I won't be saying booyah, even though he literally says booyah. <laughs> he says I won't be saying booyah, but he mm -hmm. said it anyways. Um, and then he goes and answers the other question. And I sensed in that moment when you looked at him, he, he's definitely definitely has struck a nerve when someone said booyah. Oh. So whatever, whatever, whether smoke, there's fire. It's like this PTSD, is PTSD, booyah, PTSD. PTSD like yeah. this is stuff you get to from being being there. Like he, yeah. you see it right there. He was like, oh no, no, I'm because no, his body language, because his body language would change and. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Man, this is stuff sucks. like, yeah, like like your puns because we've been covering this for a while. So you start pulling the cigars. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's where there's smoke, there's fire. Clearly, whatever was going on there with the booyah line, that brought something back there. Yep. Okay. Fun story, uh, as as I, I bring this to to a wrap up on the Fisher stuff is that, as we were reaching out to several outlets, um, we also reached out to. I, we reached out to, to a couple outlets. Uh, one thing I learned from this whole situation is maybe also put out some kind of formal press release for these people and say, hey, we did this. Like, here you go. Now that we know the contacts, the, to, the channels to go through with certain contacts, we, emails and these kind of things that we, that we know now, right? So I actually did uh, reach out to one particular outlet um, and say, look, we have this story. These other people are covering it. Uh, just thought I'd pass along in case you guys want to cover it. Just ask you credit us as the people who shot and asked the question. Yeah. And they responded and they were very gracious. And they said, thank you very much. But we're going to pass on that story. Why do I bring this up? <laughs> guess who? Guess which outlet this was? I can say the name. This is the same outlet that put the quote unquote hit piece on Ray. Yeah. That put out the statements, the exclusive statements at that time from the spokesperson for Walter Hamada, Jeff Johns. And they even had to later retract elements because I guess Ray Fisher's team had reached out to also this same outlet. Yep. I'm not going to name the name outlet because the person who, who wrote about it, I I respect them, yeah. actually. I think they're really, really I, great what I, they cover. I think the person that responded to the email is someone that you want to keep on your good graces. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely respect them. <laughs> yeah. But some may argue that these people are not allowed to say anything about <clears throat> what Ray is saying because they've got 
good relations with these people at DC, yeah. specifically Walter Hermada. And so they can't say this. They can't cover this story. I'm putting, I'm just picking up what's being put down at this point. Yeah. Because whatever, for them to be able to have Hermada's spokesperson put out statements on their outlet, they were, you, the, the, the Hermada's team was using this outlet to be able to speak out the story and the narrative that they wanted for their side of, of what was going on. Because obviously Rake, has been unapologetic as he should be, you know, about what what uh, he experienced and what and what uh, he feels about this whole situation. So yeah, it was it was great to to look at Ray and tell him we support him, that uh, we'd love to see him back. And as I said on the show, you know, the movie speaks for itself. I said that at the panel and I said that to him because no matter what argument anyone might say, like oh he's just being a silly, just being that. You want to be talk about being silly? Go watch the Whedon cut. And then go watch the Snyder Cut. <laughs> no. Your life will be changed. No, watch you... the Snyder Cut first. Please. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> or, or you know what? No, it's, yeah. You, you, yeah. you, you, you see this, you go, yeah, yeah. this is the one that you're saying that he should get over this. And then you're when you have this is the proof of what it was always supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. And even that of what it's supposed to be is like, the limited budget version of it <laughs> like we even that we know that it was like snyder had to kind of just do what he could do at that yeah. point yeah um i do think it's interesting because when i asked him the question as well i said to get i asked i ended the question saying to what would do to get you back in the snyder verse i specifically said that because i also was one of the questions i would have asked ray yeah is is uh do you think or do you know have you spoken to zach and do you know if he would be coming back or be interested in coming back because obviously, yes, he has said publicly this, but it's good to hear from the actor, right? With their perspective. Yeah. Cause as journal, as people in this space, we can sometimes just expound on small things. Anyways. Um, I was going to ask him that because I wanted to see what he'd say. He never, he never said that I would need Zach to come back. He only said I need an apology from Walter Hermada, which I'm just, I'm not saying this is a, as a don't take this and run with this as this is gospel now, yeah. but might argue that in this October event that's coming up with the DC fandom, maybe just maybe Zack Snyder is actually indeed back. I would not be surprised if he is indeed going to be announced to be back at that DC fandom event. Because that's going to be an interesting event. Zach to be back. Maybe Zach has spoken to him. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting event for sure. So, yeah. Uh, Joel, do you have anything else or can we move along? We got a, a few things to cover. Yeah, we got a few things to cover. I wanted to make sure I gave you guys that, that fun stuff there. It was, it was a great time out there at MegaCon. But uh, stay tuned to our social media because I'm going to be posting a lot of these cool video clips that I alluded to and, and some pictures too. So make sure to keep following us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cool. Um, do you want to – let's start with uh, with What If, and then we can do Bad Batch because we can transition over to Visions. Uh, that's probably pretty good. Um, man, what an episode for what if spoiler alert if you have not watched this latest episode of what if um i it's any you're a marvel fan you you need to watch it so you're excused so for the next i don't know five seven minutes um we're gonna we're gonna talk spoilers man it's it was very this was so well written it was so funny and everything worked Talk about like something that really like synchronizes. It's it was excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, 
nothing bad to say about it, honestly. Um, you know, I sent you a, a, a crying Tobey Maguire gif because uh, because it hit me right. It was like like from the right from the beginning, like it hit me right, and then you forget about it because the episode was so good and so funny. But then, like right at the end, it's like this is it. Like this is the last time, and it's like, mm, it's so hard. We do, we do have four episodes with him allegedly. Really? Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. So. Hmm. Well, I say allegedly because I believe until I actually visibly <clears throat> yeah, see it. Yeah, because I mean, but... there was a, they they said that Carter was going to be in every episode, and she wasn't in this one. So she wasn't in this one, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we don't know. Um, uh, but man, ha! Huh, it was like it hit me really hard. Um, man, it's like this was truly a what if because what if he was the one that got picked up by Yondu and, and taken it's like Thanos was a good guy I guess like he still had the plan right it was like I mean there's other ways right to do this and you talk me out of the plan but it was a good plan like yeah it was like gray area kind of thing It's it was really good um, and, and I like because that of that talk he did not like torture nebula so nebula was mostly complete like as a you know as an organic being um it, it was excellent it was it was really good man it was all around it was it was really good drax family's alive you know he stopped the invasion the Kree invasion it, it everything like the, the way they wrote it the character of you know uh, of uh, T'Challa slash uh, Star Lord, excellent, <clears throat> and again, the supporting characters were all great. Um, I like how they they took the Collector and made him into this like intergalactic kingpin now, uh, and just jacked him up <laughs> really crazy. Uh, but yeah, man, there was a lot of Easter eggs there. I haven't I haven't seen any breakdowns yet, but there was a lot of Easter eggs in that. Uh, in that segment so yeah man what what are, what are your thoughts yeah the Thanos thing was the one that instantly got me I was like what, what? like yeah. the moment the camera yeah. cuts cuts over to him um, but what it shows you like you said it's a true what if because it shows you who T'Challa innately is right he is yeah. a king and even in even in the Star-Lord role like completely different um, space you take him and put him in like from the beginning, you instantly see, um, you know, the pursuer literally stops and he's like, Star Lord, like, I know who you are. Like, and instantly is like n- n- the complete opposite of what we saw with from, Chris from Peter. Pratt, yeah, Star-Lord, like, right? Peter Quill. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, who are you? Like, what? Yeah. You know, when it's like instantly, like, oh my gosh, I respect you. Like, you steal from these people and you give to the, to the poor, Robin Hood kind of guy. Um, so he was doing good. He was doing good stuff. He was known, right? And he also was a great diplomat. Still, these are all yeah. the characters of T'Challa, not just the black, not as the Black Panther mantle as a warrior, but as a king, right? Like, a, he's, he's basically a great politician. He was so good. He's so yeah. smooth and so good. He was able to literally have a conversation with Thanos and talk him out of mass genocide because <laughs> yeah. he's that smooth. Yeah, he was literally able to just. <clears throat> Yeah, and he was able to do that. And then again, even as we get towards the end, and the, the it looks like, oh no, they captured T'Challa and they they sneaked him. It's like he was all part of his plan to begin with. He executed his, his plan to perfection, where Nebula was even in on it. Like the whole thing is just like, 
this guy is, is 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 a king. He's a ruler and he's he's a people's man. And I love that. But yeah, the Thanos thing was the one that instantly. Yeah. Every time he spoke, every scene we saw, I was like, what? Only thing with him that got me a little, you know, was like, eh, was you know him getting beat up by the Black Order. You know that one. Uh, that one I mean, he, it wasn't were, uh, terrible. But I'm yeah. like, the dude went toe to toe with the Hulk, and and it was like, yeah. no, let him have his fun. You know, you get that scene right where he's just, you know, he just instantly just body slams and just destroys yeah. him because he's the he's the Titan, right? He so was like, outnumbered. Did he become though, soft like, because he was a nice guy? Like yeah. I don't, I don't know. But he was he was outnumbered. Um, but so regardless, that was the thing. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, it was still awesome, man. Like everything part of it. And, and to your point, the very ending, like so emotional when, when uh, you know, you have Yondu and him sitting down and, and the, the ship going away, talking about your wherever you want to be in this 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 universe, you you can be there, do yeah. it. And I'm like, and he goes back home, man. Yeah, it was so good. Um, which I I know that this is like a controversial opinion, and we've talked about it before, but I. I think, and then again, it's gonna take someone like really special to to fill to fill in his shoes. But we're on the mind that that we think that his character should that T'Challa should continue, that they can you know they should not write him out, that he should be recast. You know what happened was unfortunate, right? Uh, but at the same time, the character has so much depth that it would be it would be a complete waste of in the part of you know on behalf of marvel if they don't continue the character and keep continuing exploring the character and and growing it so that's that's my opinion i know i know it it could be controversial but i know that that we we agree on that one and um i think this this episode proves it that you know it will take someone special but they the the legacy should still continue and the character should go on so yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I wish they would do that. I, I doubt, I doubt everything that's been said is it's not going to happen, but mm -hmm. even down the line, I'd love to see it happen. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing this guy going around on Twitter, uh, Nick Santos from the hashtag show. Um, but he's claiming to be an insider of, of stuff that he knows has been going on. Some of the stuff he says actually has been happening, but allegedly, um, I sent you a thing about Finn earlier today, but, um, allegedly, you know, Yes, sure, he will indeed be the Black Panther, but that's going to be the whole theme of the whole movie. Like the entire theme of this new movie is going to be who's the new Black Panther, and they're going to play with the idea of multiple people saying, "I can be him, I can be him, I can whatever," and then it'll end up with her being a big reveal at the end. But we'll see if that's the case or not. Um, what I want to ask you with this "what if" ending for this episode is: yep. so it seems like because oh, yeah. we don't really know much, but what I would assume. Is that they're leading up to kind of like an alternate Avengers group that's going to come together still to face a galactic threat like Athanas was, but instead it's going to be egos. Ego. I'm assuming, yeah. And that Star Lord may even be somehow again be controlled by ego or whatever. But, yeah. Well, he's gonna um, whatever he was gonna do was gonna absorb his power or go into his, right whatever he was. This plan was in in Guardians right. too. Yeah, yeah. Either they work together or he's gonna take his power. So yeah. Um. That that's. My guess is like the way that was kind of like a little post, almost like a post credit stinger that mm -hmm. that's going to be the main villain ego. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, I think that was, that was pretty cool. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I, I can't wait for the, uh, for the next one. So it's like IGN posted the review. It's like after a disappointing start, I was like, who are you disappointing? I wanted Carter to step on me. 
I saw a few guys joking about that. Like, we just wondered, was it one of the writers? I think they like, I just wondered to just break to kick doors in or whatever. Yeah, what are you guys talking about? I know. Jeez. Oh, man. Got a little clickbaity there, IGN. What's up with that? Um, Yeah, let's do Bad Batch real quick. Um, Strong episode. Um, We see the the finality of Camino. Again, spoilers. Um, we see we see the the you know the actual downfall or the the literal downfall of Camino. Um, very interesting. Um, we we did explore more of Crosshair. Um, you know it wasn't as black and white as it was on on the last episode and and when we discussed it. So there's more to it, right? Um, like he, I think he's more confused than anything because because Hunter was 100 percent right when. When he told them, it was like, well, they shut you down and left you here for that for dead. So, you know, do you think they still care about you? And, you know, 100% right on that. Um, I think Omega was really good um, with, you know, again, she's a little bit too much. I, I mean, I, I'm, that's the, the, the whole, like, like Star Wars forces female thing that, that they have going on. And, I mean, she's just not a force user, at least not yet. I don't know. Who knows, right? Um and um but but she was good like the way they utilized her was good uh i think everyone had a, a really good uh part of play or in in that uh in this episode and um and yeah basically it's, it's them trying to the entire episode is them trying to escape the the wreckage and you know the 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 bombardment from the empire um and then it leaves the of the ending the ending very open uh and then it kind of connects to mando now at the uh, it, like it really connected to mando at the end and uh it was good uh, it was a really good episode um i, I know that crosshair is probably going to become like a bounty hunter or something like we'll probably see him again as a bounty hunter or something like that right um i don't think he'll he'll definitely like join the crew back but he's going to be a more neutral character from from now on. Like he's gonna be the gray, he's gonna be the Boba Fett, right? But he's he's in it just because he whatever he thinks, it's the right thing to do. He'll do it. I think that's what his character will eventually become. Um, but yeah, it it was good, man. What do you think? Yeah, like you said, the the literal downfall. Um, when we see the the Kaminoans, uh in those literal tubes. And they're just showing them just floating and, and they're like, what are we going to do? Like, that's it. Sorry, we can't help them. Like, they're literally going to just drown to death because they can't swim. It's not a thing that, that they do in this. So, yeah, like, you, it's a lot of lot of heavy, heavy, heavy thoughts there. Yeah. We really, really, I mean, we thought about it from the episode before, you know, the, the rain fire, you know, fire when ready, right? Um, <laughs> so you, you knew that it was bad anyways, but you just yep. get to see some of the actual destruction cool escape kind of episode cool uh all around on there i i did like the episode before more um and honestly I did too yeah um but it's not that this was a bad episode I just i like I, th- I don't know i think the other one just felt very star warsy if that makes sense you know this really the yeah training scene on this that. was our uh, i mean not not um, no and the, problem, ending, no. the cliffhanger on there the, with, with with this dude like oh i took out my chip i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> last episode. I think, and no pun intended, but this is a more contained episode. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's a great yes. It's a great way of yeah. saying it. Um, you know what? When you like, you mentioned at the very, very end, um, 
the lady that's just literally listed in the credits is like the medical officer or something like that. You know, she does have the exact same outfit as Dr. Pershing in yeah. The Mandalorian. Obviously, 30 years difference between what's going on here and where The Mandalorian is. That's important people to remember. Ru- was it roughly 26 years? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It, it, it ain't, it ain't going to happen within the next two is the point. Like, yeah, it's yeah, a long, yeah. long time apart, but that gives enough time to show that assuming that, yes, this is a direct connection, I believe that's a fair assumption, that whatever was going on from there, that it took a very long time for them to get what they got with Grogu. And that would make sense, and right? Snoke, like, I mean, eventual Snoke and all and that, Snoke, yeah. Yeah, took them a which while. that's a whole other... A whole nother jump of of, of years from from so that that's confirmed is. to be thirty from Return of the Jedi, yeah. Yeah, so I mean yeah. that's like sixty years we're talking like yeah. ahead from yeah. from this thing. So the implications, assuming that that's all connected, which I believe it is, um, that it, it it is it is a pretty cool little, little ending there. Do we get more of that stuff going forward? Maybe, maybe I, I would think so maybe because I think left. yeah I think that uh, the connection that. Uh, that, that Omega has with Nase, it's, it's pretty big. Like, oh, I think Omega's going to say, oh, we got to find Nase. And then uh, that they're I probably so going to go out there and, and try and find and figure out what's going on, right? So, yeah, yeah I, w- I would assume so too. I feel like the way Filoni does his writings is he, he always has like a lot of ideas and he plugs a lot of the times his ideas. And assuming that the shows continue as long as he wants them to, he gets to end up following up on all those ideas. Yeah. So I feel like that was planted intentionally for future stuff too. But, to what extent I don't know. Love, love, love that uh, we're getting more Bad Batch coming up. Love that we're getting some Star Wars anime coming up. So more Star Wars is on the way. My oh, friend. let's talk about that. Because <clears throat> I, I, I saw the trailer right for Star Wars Visions, and I watched the Japanese fer- trailer first. I watched it twice, <laughs> and I watched the dub version, and I watched it twice, and then I probably watched it like probably a dozen times. <laughs> and and I like Joe Joe remember when I told you back then it's like oh so yeah Studio Trigger is gonna do stuff with the uh, with Star Wars it's like what's everyone talk about everyone talking about talking about now oh you see that girl with the six lightsabers fighting in space it's like of course they're fighting in space it's Studio Trigger they have to have like a, a, a fight in space this is perfect it's awesome Man, what a freaking good trailer. The music was excellent, and I think this is going to be a real treat. I think this is going to be uh, it, it, this is going to be special. I I have a I, I have a, a, a suspicion that we're going to get more of these uh like maybe a season 2 and and we're probably going to see I think because of the quality of the of this stuff and what we saw and and how these stories are gonna go, I I think. And again, I mean, I haven't watched any episodes, of course, but I think that this is going to change a lot of the fan mindset mm. because of it being animated. It's going to get a pass, right? And because it, it got a pass some of the stuff that they're probably going to explore in this, they're going to try and translate it to live action eventually. So 
I am very excited, Joel. This is a, a all everything looks phenomenal. Like all the uh, different art styles, all the different studi studios. Uh, from what I from what I can see, I, I think Trigger has at least two episodes because it's six studios, nine episodes, right? Yes. Um, because there's there's two different types of trigger. There's the 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 killer kill crazy trigger with you know the Gurren Lagann trigger, and then there's the uh, the Gridman trigger, which is a little bit more subdued, still out there, but it's a little bit more subdued. So, you know, clearly the kill the kill like crazy trigger is the six lightsaber girl, but there's another one that I I think it's the the girl that stops the. Uh, The blaster, uh, where, you know, there's a there's a, a scene where yes. the girl stops the blaster and shoots it back to the the you know officer or whatever. Um, I, I think that's triggered too. So, I mean, I I could be confusing that, but I mean, man, talk about some like eye candy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I I I love it too, and it's it's what's so cool about it is it's like. That one little teaser featurette thing that they had put before him when they were working on this together, you kept getting the understanding that this was going to be some things that we've never seen before. This is completely its own thing. Like this is not, they're not going, oh, let's let's make an anime version of A New Hope. Like that's not what any of this stuff is. This no. is its own thing yep. that's still paying respect to what Star Wars brought but doing like a hundred times more crazier stuff than they could ever even dream of being allowed to do, you know, with any of the other stuff. And that's, yeah. they can do that because it's a completely different medium. That's the way this, this thing goes. And I love that because I'm not, I wouldn't call it an experiment by any means, but I would say that it is a good testing ground for yeah. both story, storylines, character types, Force abilities, um, new new worlds ish. I'm assuming that they're going to be on the, on yeah. on plants that we know, as they showed in the trailer. Say, yeah. hey, we're going to trailer plants that you know, but there may also be some that we don't we, we don't know yet. Yeah. So this, I feel like the creative spark, like they allowed them to just go crazy, which they should. And like to your point, I would not be surprised that it's like at some point someone goes, yeah, you know, we. Uh, You know, we're working on uh, Star Wars episode, whatever. We were inspired by this Star Wars Visions episode yeah. where character blah 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 was wielding a yellow lightsaber, and I, don't be surprised at that. Yeah, um, or light whips or whatever, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that light yeah. whips are going to be introduced like to the masses, because that's that was a thing in the extended universe, but never you know now not canon, of course, but. Um, I think I think that, like I said, it's going to open up and it's going to broaden the mind of the general, like Star Wars fandom. I'm hoping for the best, right? Um, so so we'll see. Like uh, I know that you know this this guys get real toxic, real toxic real quick. Um, you know we've we've learned to like we we're we're past that. We're beyond <laughs> we're beyond getting toxic for Star Wars. We've never been to begin with, but. Um, we understand the criticism. We, like, well, we, exactly. Not, that doesn't mean that we just put it off to the side. Absolutely, absolutely. But so, we're not. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to go burn the building down. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, definitely Don't looking throw the forward baby to it. out with the bathwater. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, September twenty second. Looking forward to that. 
Um, let's move along. And uh, we got a trailer for the Eternals this morning. Um, this is a trailer that I was waiting for because, I, like, I wasn't sold in the in in the movie to begin with because of the storyline, and I I was really a lot more excited about about, and I am still a lot more excited about Chang Chi than than Same. this movie. Yeah. Um, but but we have to recognize that the, the the movie itself is visually striking. Like all the the long shots and the and the wide shots that they have, man, breathtaking. It was. It looked it looked really good. I mean, the cast is good. Um, I I think it'll be good. I think it's it'll good. It'll be another like like big Marvel story. Uh, I don't think that this movie is going to necessarily like set the box office on fire or the Disney Plus thing or whatever they decide to put it on. Uh, just because it's just the trailer, and I think this is the final trailer, right? They said after this is probably just going to yeah, be the marketing just, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't be surprised at this point. Just TV spots are the only things that we'll get, probably. Yeah, like when um, it tries trailers. It it just it's weird because like it, it looks good. It's I I don't know how to explain it because the movie looks really good again. Visually, it looks really good. The cast is great. I'm assuming it's well written. We're going to have a lot of like, you know, big big Marvel like celestial lore and Thanos and all that and where do they come from and all this, but, but it's just that I am just not excited about it. It's it, it's a weird it's a weird thing to say, right? It's like it, it's not like the first Venom trailer when I said the trailer was trash no, because no, the trailer yeah, wasn't trash and again visually it looks really stunning, but. Again, I'll, this is a wait and see for me. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch this movie in the movie theater. Honestly, I'll catch it when it's on Disney Plus. So. Yeah, I, I um I can't blame you. Um, you know, like it's Marvel. I'm gonna go see it. You know, that's just <laughs> what I do. But to the same extent, um, these trailers make me look at this movie positively like it doesn't give me a negative oh, yeah, effect yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i don't look at this movies and go not like, at all yeah yuck you know um or like what are they doing i look at that and i'm like okay this is marvel doing something new again mm -hmm. sure i mean they, like have they let me down like seriously no yeah um, maybe maybe know, it's there, probably yeah it's probably because i have zero connection to any of these characters that's fair and it's like it doesn't like move my needle like and and again What's crazy here is that I had Z, like I didn't know about Chang Chi up until like the movie got announced, but but bro, this trailer, those trailers are fire compared are to this. Thing. It's hype, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, and the Shang Chi response already for some people who've already seen the movie is just going crazy. So my expectations for that movie, I already was hyped for it. Now I'm like running, like, can I see it tomorrow? You know, yeah. um, with the Eternals. You know, I do appreciate that we finally got a, a story for this. Um, yeah, that, yeah. that was what was important with the trailer. At the same time, the story made me feel like it was lacking, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, and I, I mean I, lacking in the sense that it, it felt very like, you know, these are these are these extremely powerful characters and they're just basically fighting some. It's some safe. But it's like a generic enemy unless they very really generic. Come, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, it make actually from a story standpoint, it makes sense. Right, like it's why it's good writing. It makes sense because people like they they're answering the question in the trailer, like why didn't these people interfere with anything 
you know, what the humans, all the stuff going on, vendors, whatever. It's like, yeah, they snapped with a finger and brought back literally everything that died, every single thing, except for Thanos and his people. They said, you, you guys can, you know, go kick rocks. Um, so when they say everything, they weren't just talking about the humans. They weren't just talking about your, your missing puppy. They also were talking about literally monsters. Yeah. And the Eternals and the Deviants are two factions that are kind of like the scroll and the Kree always going at one another except this is a more um uh another realm kind of people right so created by the celestials the eternals and the deviants were, were made but the devi the deviants um were always trying to conquer the earth so the eternals became the protectors of it rather than working in harmony as they were supposed to be uh and we see uh crow at the end being um, you know, the, obviously he's the leader of the deviant. So we actually get a look at him, um, you know, holding up, uh, you know, Athena at the end there. Um, you know, those two are kind of two very, very big leader characters, um, you know, between the two, the, the, the evil deviants and the Eternals. So um, setting up that that fight could, I feel like, you know, that showdown could, could have been maybe marketed with more hype behind, if that makes sense. But at the mm. same time, you can't be hyped for something you don't know enough about, if that makes sense. That, yes, yeah. Shang-Chi, you yeah. don't know much about Shang-Chi. But at the same time, um, I don't feel like his story is as, and I don't, I'm don't. i not saying it's simple, but I don't feel like it's as complex as the Eternals and the Celestials and the Deviants and all this kind of stuff. Like it's another kind of realm fantasy stuff that... Does yeah. it, it feels like Marvel, but it almost doesn't feel like Marvel. Like mm-hmm. it almost feels like it could be just a, a cool movie of its own that just so happens to be a Marvel Studios film. It's, but I'm, I'm sure it will connect very this well. This looks like a forward. yeah. This looks like a Disney thing more than Marvel. Yes. Yeah, because it looks yeah. more like a John Carter and uh, was mm-hmm. was the other one a Cracking Time or whatever. The last, time, don't say Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Cracking Time is Ratchet Rash- and Clank. So yeah, <laughs> but, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because it, it it feels more like that than uh, than a Marvel movie. Um, right. Again, you know, from the from from production standpoint and, and a visual standpoint, cinematography it looks excellent. But yeah, yeah. it's it's like you're saying. There's not, it doesn't look bad by any means. Um, but it's one of those movies that I, I I almost feel like right now going into it, I expect to be. Um, to be entertained, but I don't expect myself to love this movie. Like Shang-Chi, I'm expecting myself to love the movie. So if the movie lets me down, then yep. you know that's dangerous. But I do have high expectations going into it. But this one, if it does knock my socks off, I'm here for it. I hope that happens. Like I hope to be to be surprised, but I'll go in with tempered expectations and hope for a great time. Yep. I don't expect it to be bad. That's that's for sure. So good. yeah, good trailer. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. So Juan from a good trailer. Or two good trailers. <laughs> oh my god! So, I mean, we and there's a there's a separate video that I that I um, posted on on YouTube, uh, talking about uh, how I feel about uh, Masters of the Universe uh, Revelation, and and I enjoyed it, and it was good. I don't know if you finished it. No. Okay. Um, I finished uh, Transformers. <laughs> I, I oh you did okay great right oh let's talk about that real quick. That cliffhanger ending, that, that cliffhanger ending was really good. So there's more, there's more coming. There's more coming. Yeah, but uh, but you see, they they did very interesting stuff there at the end with the Mac, with everything, with everyone. Like everyone was like very cool. Like, yes, yes. Starscream going crazy and 
and even Megatron doubting everything that he was doing for a second there. It was like it was it was deep. It was like it was very deep. It was good. I I know, and I I just loved how it's like, like it's so it's so emotional when you see all of a sudden like Optimus facing against an, another evil version of himself Nemesis, and yeah. all the sparks you know become the all spark like just so poetic so beautiful it was yeah um, it was and, good and great stories like i'm watching something like this is in the kids section of netflix this is in the kids section dude and i'm like it's this deep. is well, that's this deep. Is, that's actually, if i'm a little ex- kid watching i would love it yeah but it's like way heavier than it's, fil- it's very philosophical yeah yeah, yeah. it's good got yeah. like a predacon dying and i'm like well, i'm literally watching oh, like, yeah. this should be goofy this should just be like oh it's just a robot dying whatever and i'm like He's like debating, like, would they have accepted me? Would they have forgiven yeah. me? Like, like yeah. on his like on his last like breath, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, geez, this is amazing. Yeah, very, very philosophical. I I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, like it start it started a little slow. Like those yes. first couple episodes were kind of slow, but then it really picked up and it was excellent. Um, but bro, this trailer came in today, and it's funny because we we bumped into each other in the office. And, and it, right after I watched this trailer, it's like, bro, there's this He-Man thing that came out. It's like, oh, season two. It's like, no, bro. It's like a it's like a CG thing, and it's like, ah, bro. Tell me, explain this to me, please. Oh, I don't. I why? I mean, is Fortnite He-Man? Gra- it looks like that's Fortnite. what I got out it of it. It looks like the first Fortnite. thing. So I that's said, the thing. Fortnite, man. That's this the... like a video game like version yeah. or something. So, so that's the thing. The thing is that this is this is put out there not by Netflix. Netflix like um okay. like Revelation was. This is put out by Netflix Family, which is the one they the, the, the one that they push the kids shows. So this is straight up a kids show. This is not you know What's the original it's was, not the greedy reboot. Still. I mean, you already got the re- the greedy reboot you wanted, but you just didn't want it. You were not ready for it. Oh, oh, oh God's gonna come back, and you'll see, you'll see. You're gonna you're gonna regret your words and deeds, as Hideo Kojima once said. Uh, <laughs> so, but this thing, bro. I mean, it's for kids, right? I'm I'm looking at it from from the two perspectives. I'm I'm looking from from the three. I'm gonna be fair, so I'm looking for it uh, from the perspective of of a parent. It's like for a kid, this looks like a ton of fun. As an old school, you know, He Man fan, this looks like trash. As as someone that knows that He Man has always been trash, is this looks completely okay, right? So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, I think that for kids, and I think the art style is is done. On, this art style was was selected on purpose because it's Fortnite, basically, dude. It's Fortnite yeah. graphics. So kids are love. Kids love Fortnite. Make it look like Fortnite, and kids. I'm telling you, this is probably gonna be really. This is gonna probably do really well. With you know, kids five to eight, that age range five to nine, it's probably gonna do okay. Uh, for 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 kids during uh between those those ages. Um, that said, as a as a He Man, you know, old school fan, I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch this. I mean, I'll watch Revelation season two, 
for sure. Because I, you know, watched it day one. I almost binged it, and it was excellent, and I loved it. Um, but no, I mean, they, they even even though they have, you know, uh, Drew Lowenthal's playing, you know, He Man, and uh, they the animation looks okay. <laughs> it's just that um, the whole like I don't, and, and they're a team, right? That's the thing, right? Because there's like. There's a, there's a lot of kids shows now that's that's the team show that used to be He Man and He Man did the thing and Superman did the thing, but now a, a lot of a lot of kids shows are more teams. It's like Mickey and the Things and the, you know the Rust Roaster Racers and uh, the Paw Patrol, which are extremely popular with, with kids. So so we, we see a lot of that team dynamic uh, that's going on in kids shows and it makes sense for them to take that team dynamic put it Fortnite graphics and make it action packed but then you have a show that's that's all I really have to say about it man I mean it's it's it'll be there I know that kids are gonna like it uh, not for me um, so I'm not not you know, going out of my way to watch it. If I'm bored one day and there's nothing to watch, I may just pop in an episode and watch one, but I'll get, I'll give it the one episode rule. I'll give it just one episode, but it's just that the art style, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah. The art style alone that, that, you know, what kind of thing you're going to be watching. Like there's no way you have that art style and take the same kind of writing that you get in this new uh, revelations. Right. Like it, it's just, it, it wouldn't, it would just be super kooky and ridiculous. And yep. like you have to also realize like Kevin Smith's making this other one, so like he oh, ain't gonna yeah. let the fans well, yeah. somehow the fans have their own opinions, which is not surprising, but he's been infamous for saying like he makes stuff that is literally like die hard style, not goofy in, in that regard when yeah. it comes to those things. So Give me my greedy ninja turtles. Oh that's what I would like. Well that'd be That'd be crazy. Dude, have you seen that uh, Last Ronin co uh, comic book run they're doing? That they're, yes. like you cannot find a physical copy of it because I've been looking for one and it's they're like $30 and I refuse to pay $30 for a comic book. <laughs> um, it's it's awesome, bro. It's amazing. Just give me the Last Ronin, man. Everyone's dead except one turtle and you don't know who it is because he's got all the weapons from the other ones. So... Yeah, they they should they should do something like that. Yeah, give me greedy turtles. I would, I would appreciate that. Um, the only greedy turtles we got we, was uh, the first movie. That's uh, that's the extent of it, which I think severely criminally underrated movie, and it still holds up to this day. So, um, yeah, that's uh, basically basically that's it with that. Uh, Joel, we got a new uh, Switch model coming out. Uh, I, I accidentally closed my tab here. I'm going to pull it up real quick. <laughs> uh, but it is a uh, Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl uh, Special Edition Switch. It's all black with the uh, two main Pokemons for uh, each game in the back. Uh, it comes out the same day that the uh, games are out, which is, uh, I think, later in October uh let's fact check that real quick hold on uh, live fact checking with no load time yes sir and uh here we go uh come on 
Come on, give me a date. Give me a date. Uh, November 19th. Okay. So, so November 19th is coming out. Of course, uh, 199 that's the standard price. I like that it's all black because I like the, like, I, I always try to go all black for my aesthetics for, like, my phone and my Apple Watch and, like, my accessories, right? Um, so I think it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, I may, Joe, like, my, my daughter indirectly said it's like, uh, we were playing Zelda over the weekend, right? Um, I'm not going to tell you that's going. <laughs> and, and she said it's like, you know, it would be fun if I would have a Switch Lite and I can play something else here and you can keep playing on the TV. It's like, yeah. She's I'll, smart. She's smart. Yeah, I already got the, I already got the hint for that. So I got I to gotta clear it with the boss lady to see what she thinks. Um, but... Yeah, it looks it looks good. I mean, it, it looks like a very nice uh, you know, Switch Lite. If you're if you're 100% mobile and you like Pokémon, yeah, go for this model cuz it looks real nice. Yeah, no, I I I like that it's like saying it's that black and yellow like Pokémon no Pokémon man. It's a good-looking yeah. console. Yeah, it's like it's like a black and gold and sir, silver in the back. It's not yeah. no, it's not too crazy. Um yeah, I really like it. I really like it. You walk around with that switch, like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a fancy switch, sir. Looks real good. Uh, Joel, the last piece of news that I just wanted to talk about real quick uh, before we go. Uh, Hades, which is a very uh, highly anticipated game for PS4 and uh, or PlayStation and Xbox, uh, it's been out on PC and Switch um, for a few months. Um, game of the year in in some outlets. Uh, the game is was made available in uh, on Game Pass when it came out for Xbox, um, and it came out of course physically and uh, on on PlayStation Network. Uh, there's an interesting article by Forbes saying that 93% of of sales of actual sales for Hades have come from playstation with seven percent on xbox um they actually have a a, a separate breakdown they have 70 percent have been on ps5 23 percent on ps on ps4 and seven percent on xbox um this should worry any developer that uh is considering putting their game out on game pass again i don't i'm not I don't know because this is not disclosed anywhere. What kind of compensation plan Microsoft has for uh, third-party or, or independent developers uh, for them to put their game on uh, Game Pass? I'm assuming it's substantial. Um, and again, Game Pass games are not there forever; they go away. Like I had a few games downloaded when I re-upped it; those games were gone, and I couldn't launch them, uh, which made me like not renew it because <laughs> uh, so I, I only kept game pass for a month um so that that's a thing right um it, it's worrying i mean it seems like the game is is, is selling really well on, on playstation but you know only seven percent of those sales came from xbox and then whatever other compensation microsoft gave them for putting the game on game pass like i'm not sure exactly on how many other how this would directly affect them monetarily. Um, but it, it is, in my opinion, right? If I would be running a studio, 
this would be concerning. Um, good uh, being that the game is not like a like Rocket League, right? Because part of Rocket League's success was that game one, that game came out on PSN, basically. Like it debuted on, on yeah. PSN and that just propelled the game. Uh, or not PSN, I'm sorry. It was a PS Plus game. And that really like propelled the game into like the stratosphere and everyone was playing Rocket League. So, um, you know, on PC you had to pay, on Xbox you had to pay, but it was free on PlayStation. So that really like bumped up the, uh, um, the, the I, I guess the, the, the core fans. And, you know, it's been the rest is history basically for Rocket League. We know how, how that's going. That's going phenomenal. So, but it's not the same for Hades being a, you know, single player action RPG, you know, roguelike. It's, it's a, it's a little bit of a different story because there's no monetization from it. So, uh, concerning, if you ask me, Joel, what do you think? Yeah, I didn't know about this. So you brought it to my attention and I found it extremely odd. Just, I just looked at the headline literally before. And now I, I appreciate your full breakdown because that makes a little bit more sense ish, right? It's a very nonsensical situation, but that's the best sense we can make of it. And um, I, to your point, it does make me feel very concerned for what's going on right now with Game Pass. I mean, to what you just mentioned alone, right? Like, it is important for people to understand that the library does not, it's not a once download, it's in the library kind of thing. That library does frequently changes dynamic uh-huh. and um you know you get you get good value by having game pass by having access to all these different games but those games are on rotation it's kind of like netflix where things come and go and you might have a show on there that shows up and then all of a sudden this is leaving netflix and then it's back on in and maybe Correct. a while from there so um i'm not really sure that necessarily the game pass is in trouble but it is something that is concerning for the for for them to to figure out what what's the deal here because 93 percent is a big number <laughs> like that's a very big 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 number it's, so yeah it's not like um, it's 75 right it's like no or 66 percent. so it's not like two-thirds of sales are in playstation we're talking about yeah. like almost all of them yeah yeah it's it's basically you can argue it's the whole thing you know so that is that is scary yeah yeah very interesting so uh we'll see uh i'm i'm gonna try and look for more info on on see what sort of like compensation microsoft puts out for for this developers that put in uh their games on game uh, on game pass day one versus just selling the game outright so uh, i'm gonna see if i can find more info on that because that's it's interesting uh i really want to know so yeah. uh, joel that is uh what we have for today again uh you guys thank you for tuning in joel just go ahead and plug us in yeah thank you all for your continued support we want to invite you to stay connected with us we always have great stuff coming about so make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel Make sure to subscribe to our podcast version on podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're out there. So find us on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to stay subscribed and share these episodes with others. We also invite you to stay connected with us on social media. As I mentioned during the show, I'll be sharing a bunch of recaps of great pictures and videos from the stories that I shared with you guys on my personal experiences being out at MegaCon on behalf of No Load Time. It was a great time. So make sure you follow us at no load time on facebook twitter instagram and 
Of course, if you're following us on our Twitch right now, you're enjoying our live stream. That's no load time all together on our Twitch account. Um, yeah, thank you all so much for sticking with us. Uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming about. So if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can, of course, write a comment in the comment section of the very video itself. Uh, or you could also send us an email. Send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. We'd love to talk with you and potentially even uh, mention whatever your question or comment is even on the show. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you on our next episode. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. We'll see you again next time.